Hey everyone, welcome to Health Addicts. Before we get started though, remember, this show is for entertainment purposes only, meaning I'm not your doctor. So if you have questions about the information and content on this show, ask your doctor, okay? Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Wait, how many carbs am I really supposed to be eating? How much sleep do I actually need? Am I supposed to be even taking vitamins? Guess I better listen to The The Health Health Addict Addict Show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Health Addict Show. I'm your host, Tommy J, and we got a pretty cool episode today. We're going to talk about methamphetamine. Yes, we are having our first drug episode on the Health Addict Show. And I think it's a great topic because there is a legal version of it and an illegal version of it because you can get a prescription for methamphetamine. And one common disorder is ADHD, which is Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Or a lot of times it can be given for narcolepsy, which we kind of talked about in the sleep episode, but it's a type of insomnia. And this insomnia causes a lot of daytime drowsiness. So pretty much the medication stimulates your central nervous system and it helps a lot of people focus. So this is main reason that a lot of the prescriptions are wrote in the United States. And I know a lot of you are thinking, you're already looking at your prescription bottles like, wait, did my doctor just prescribe me meth? Or even if you're looking at your Ritalin bottle, notice the first acronym in that is also meth. But know that your Ritalin bottle is actually methylphenidate, which is another derivative though, a methamphetamine hydrochloride. So both these drugs are in the amphetamine class, which are stimulants. So we actually give a lot of prescription stimulants. And we have been doing it for a very, very long time. As far back as 1898, the Japanese were doing it. And including our worst enemy of history, Adolf Hitler, was also known for taking amphetamines. We also gave a ton of amphetamines in the World War II to our soldiers on both sides. And this created an epidemic because all our soldiers were addicted to amphetamines. And they weren't able to get them when they came home, which led to the crisis of making homemade amphetamines which you now see on the street. Now, our largest supplier of methamphetamines come from down south towards Mexico, but it's very easy to make at home, which I'm not gonna give you the recipe to do it, but it's so easy to make at home that it's very accessible for a lot of people, and it's very cheap, especially much cheaper than cocaine and a lot of other scheduled drugs. So it makes methamphetamine very dangerous because it's also highly addictive. And when I mean it's addicting, I mean it's extremely addicting. In a 2017 survey, over 1.6 million people said that they were daily users of meth. And their ages went all the way down to 12 years old. So, what is meth itself? Well, meth itself is a Schedule II drug, meaning that it is very highly addictive, but they have found some medicinal use for it. That's why it's not class one with other drugs in our classification system. So the users for ADHD and narcolepsy, it's the only reason keeping it a class two drug and not a class one due to its addiction level. It comes in powder, crystal, liquids, or pills. Your over-the-counter ones that you get through your prescriptions are definitely going to be pills. They're not going to be powder, injectables, or inhalants. So if you get in any other form than a pill in a prescription bottle, something's up. 
But the idea behind it is it speeds up the process, the messaging systems in the brain, those synapses, so that information can travel faster. And it does that because it replicates a lot of neurotransmitters in our brain and it floods our brain with dopamine, that good feeling when something good goes right and you have that nice euphoric feeling. That's the dopamine being released in your brain. That's why methamphetamine feels so great when you take it because the brain floods with dopamine and it cancels the reuptake system that your body has to stop the dopamine receptors from firing. Another very interesting thing about methamphetamine is its metabolizing rate. So drugs have half-lives and we use this to kind of see how fast a drug is metabolized. So we want to know how long it takes for the drug to be reduced from original concentration to 50%. And this is an easy way to see how fast the body is actually metabolizing the drug. Now for methamphetamine, it is a very long time. It could be over 12 hours from the original dose, whereas cocaine, another medication that we can give for pain but is used differently on the street, is only an hour. So know that when a high is given on meth, it can last for a very long time. And like I said before, it constantly releases dopamine in that reuptake system that retakes the dopamine and cancels that effect is decreased. So those high concentrations in the synapses can cause toxicity and cause damage to the nerve terminals that are in your brain. So there actually can be nerve damage to a lot of methamphetamines that are given if you take higher doses or larger quantities of the dose than you're supposed to be taking. But there's a many reasons why people take methamphetamines. For one, it increases your attention and decreases your fatigue, meaning you can work for longer periods of time. So a lot of people will take it, especially if they need to study for something and they want to take these amphetamines so they can study longer and harder and keep more focused on something. Which also leads to our next one, increased activity and wakefulness. So the mind is working very hard. So obviously you're going to be more awake than you normally would be on this drug. Well, it's not just increasing that, it's increasing your body temperature, your metabolism, it's decreasing your appetite, you're increasing your respirations to keep up with the cellular metabolism that is happening in your body. And a lot of people get a euphoria and rush, especially when they inhale or inject the medication because it hits the bloodstream very, very fast. And the high is incredibly hard versus other means of taking, especially taking the pill. And I know what you're kind of saying right now, you're like, Tommy J, I think I could actually get on board with this drug. But look, this is a very dangerous drug if you're not taking it for the right reasons. If you don't have ADHD or narcolepsy, there should be no reason you're taking this medication. And the amount of people that take this medication and over-medicate themselves is incredible. And a lot of the street drugs that come through are super dangerous and have a ton of side effects. And just because it's a class two and has some medicinal value, doesn't make it any less dangerous than any of the other class one drugs out there. And even some of those probably could change, but it is just as dangerous as a class one drug. And for, for the first reason, it's super addicting. If anytime you try meth, most people are hooked after the very first time. The amount of dopamine that is released as a neurotransmitter in the brain causes a severe rush and euphoric feeling. So people honestly just want to have that feeling over and over again. And there's really no sugar way to coat this. It makes people crazy. And I mean tons of psychosis, paranoia, hallucinations. They'll have hyperaggression and memory loss and increased irritability overall. It's so severe that there's even changes in the brain structure and function that you have. You lose even the motor abilities and just memory loss in general. It's unbelievable. 
And remember too, your body's metabolism is super increased on this. So you're having increased temperature, you lose your appetite. So a lot of people are malnourished. They have low nutritional values in their body. They get really skinny and start losing a lot of weight. Another really common side effect with over-medication on methamphetamine is severe dental problems. I mean, dental hygiene is one thing, but there's a lot of teeth grinding and it causes so much damage to that enamel that you have. And finally, if that wasn't enough, another really common side effect of being on meth is skin lesions. And there's a lot of myths and stuff that go around this, but it's mostly because formication. And it's the insensibility to want to scratch and itch at the skin. And people have been claiming they hallucinate and see bugs underneath their skin, so they're trying to scratch and get those. And there's other people that just want to pick and scratch at scabs that they have. It's just that anxiety and irritability that comes with being on methamphetamines and having your CNS or your central nervous system stimulated so much. So skin sores are a huge problem with methamphetamines. Another big risk is people that are pregnant. When a woman is pregnant, the baby is getting everything the mother is getting because fetal circulation is the mother's circulation. So there's been a lot of studies that show there's decreased cognitive development in the fetus when the baby's in the womb and it can lead even five years after slow, showing slow development. So this actually affects the baby as well. People on meth are also at increased risk for HIV and hepatitis B and C for the main reason of their sharing needles. And because there's no sense of cleanliness when they're doing these medications and drugs, there's a lot of biological hazards that are shared between people, and it's very dangerous. Especially sharing a needles, you don't know how clean that needle is. And if you're introducing an outside source into your skin, you're increasing your chance of infection, even just by bacteria and viruses so much. Skin abscesses are so common with unclean needle sticks. And this can lead to sepsis too. I mean, as soon as the biological agent gets into the bloodstream and reproduces at a high level, the body's immunity just isn't able to fight it. Your immunity is so low on methamphetamine to begin with already because you're so malnourished. Your body's not going to be able to fight that infection. I know what you're saying. Tommy J., are we talking about methamphetamine as far as the pill I'm taking for my ADHD? Or are we talking about crystal meth that people take on the street? You gotta remember, it's pretty much the same drug. So unless you're getting the prescription for your ADHD or narcolepsy, you're taking a form of crystal meth because this is not for you. All right, now I'm gonna get on around crystal meth itself, okay? So crystal meth is super dangerous. One, Many people can make it very cheap. If you can read instructions, you can make crystal meth. It is not hard. And the ways they're making crystal meth now are changing very rapidly. And it's very dangerous for our environment. With every pound of crystal meth made, there's six pounds of waste made, and it's very hazardous. And meth comes in a powder, crystal, liquid, or pill, and crystal meth is the actual crystal. And we talk about ice, crank, glass, twerk, chalk, these are all other names that they give for crystal meth. All right, so pretty much though for how they make crystal meth, so they're gonna ex extract ephedrine or pseudoephedrine. And this is common drug they use in cold medication because we use amphetamines for like nasal decongestants. So they extract that part by adding lithium and ammonia, or it could be red phosphorus or a crystallized iodine with water. And then some other solvents, and I'm telling you, they use 
dangerous solvents. We have actual solvents in the lab, hydrochloric acid and other things that can actually break down these drugs. They're using anything they have, gasoline, kerosene, battery acid to use as a solvent to extract the meth. And after it's heated, they add another acid to form the crystals. But you can see though, with just some simple household device, hot plate, bucket, some tubing for ventilation, a little bit of light, hopefully they're wearing gloves and other stuff so they don't kill themselves. But the point is you can really make this so easily. So that's why it's becoming such a widespread problem. Not only are we getting a ton of it from Mexico, there's a lot of people that can make it just in a house and rent a house and make it inside the house. This is also why pharmacies had to start watching how much cold medication someone gets. Because in 2005, we made a law that you're only allowed to buy so much of this type of cold medicine at a time. And pharmacies are actually supposed to take a record of how many people are buying the cold medication so that they can either see if they're using for medicinal use for cold or for recreational use to make any kind of drugs. I hope you realize now though this isn't a joke. Methamphetamine is dangerous and especially in all the forms that we have it, it makes it very accessible, it's cheap, it's potent, and people get so addicted to it very, very quickly. And I know what you're saying. Come on, Tommy. Most of these people can just get off it. Isn't there something you can give them to get off meth? There isn't any prescriptions that are approved by the FDA to give someone to treat meth. Mostly it has to be through counseling, addiction centers, or behavioral studies and therapy to change somebody that's addicted to meth. And a lot of people crash. I mean, the first 48 hours are dangerous for a meth user that hasn't had it. I mean, you're talking about nausea, vomiting, fever, insomnia. They'll get suicidal ideations. They can also get severe excessive sweating, depression, hallucinations, and paranoia. When they come off for the first 48 hours, it's like they're sick. And it really is. Their body is not used to being off the medication. And after the first 48 hours, it's still not easy. The th three to 10 day mark, you're having severe withdrawals. You'll have shaky and jitteriness, anxiety, depression, and the hangering for that drug is so bad. You just want anything to give to put that in sensation to not want the drug. Now, after that, you might start feeling a little bit better, but it might take over a month for someone to start having less cravings for meth. And after that, there's still a lot of side effects. I mean, you've pretty much damaged your way your central nervous system responds and stimulates you. So you're gonna have depression and anxiety and not a normal responses as you normally would. And that's why so many people fail. They'll go right back to using the drug right after all this help and rehabilitation and counseling, they'll go right back to using it. Because right now the national statistic is more than 50% of people that struggle with addiction will have a relapse in the first year of having that addiction, meaning they'll go right back to using it after having a But let's look at the people that are using, I mean, look at socioeconomic status, I mean, the people that they party with, the people they hang around with, people could be just bored, they could have relationship issues and they would need something to help them get through it, or it could be just a stressful situation in your life and you need some help, but there's a lot of triggers for people to have relapses and it's just it's not like you're fixing the situation once a person leaves a rehab facility so what are the biggest takeaways from today don't do meth okay i don't care who's doing it i don't care if your friends are doing it i don't care if someone's asking you to do it do not take it i don't care if it's the medical form that you get from the pharmacy or if it's the street version do not take any form of this drug unless you have a prescription for it by a physician don't take it 
Secondly, even though drugs are being developed, there's SSRIs they're trying to work with, there's other drugs like gabapentin they're trying to see if they can play with, there isn't really a lot of prescription help for people that have meth addiction. So behavioral health is really the only other way. So if you know someone that's struggling with meth, try to find and help them out and give them some help, okay? It's not easy, especially alone. So try to help them out. And thirdly, if you see a house with boarded up windows, you see a lot of ventilation systems, you see a lot of waste going in and out, some sketchy people, and you have a very strong solvent smell coming from the house, that might be a meth house. And for one, it's dangerous to you because they use highly explosive materials in there and any kind of fire or water, any anything that can ignite a flame in there can blow up that entire house so for their safety and your safety and other people's safety in the area you need to call 911 at least have some investigation because it's not safe but all right folks that's it on methamphetamine at least what i'm going to talk about okay i know you guys have lots of questions and concerns but hit me up on social media or if you feel like i missed something also tell me about that okay but thanks for tuning in stay addicted to your health and i will see you next time